Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Why do I smile? Written by Death Jester 13. Why am I smiling? It makes me look like one of those idiot humans, huh? Thanks. I actually take that as a compliment. Why? Alright, order me a drink and I'll tell you a story. It's a long one. For the longest time, I had hated almost uniquely human habit of smiling, the showing of teeth or the drawing back of the lips, the exposure of those smalls but insanely strong teeth. Many species view it as an open threat, and I can easily understand why. The first time I saw a human smiling, it took it as a sign of aggression and almost came to blows with the offending human. He insisted that it was meant as no insult, just an expression of joy and pleasure. When was the first time? Oh, I was working as a medevac driver. Huh? Yes, yes, the human was my co-pilot. James Drab is his name. He was always smiling, even when I first met him. I don't honestly think I ever actually saw him without a smile on his face. It's kind of funny now that I think about it. You could always tell who had worked with James before. The smile actually put everyone at ease who knew James. If the smile bothered you initially, after a while, it didn't. James had a knack of making everyone feel good. When you saw him, you knew it was going to be okay. Species who were terrified of humans were joking and laughing, or, you know, their species equivalent of it, within an hour of meeting James. I don't think I had ever met a more happy and friendly guy. Thinking back on it, I'm actually kind of embarrassed at being so angry over his smile. Huh? Surely he couldn't have been that nice. Have you ever met a human? Didn't think so. Look, yeah, they are tough. Yes, they actually have calcium in their skin. Yes, those bones are stronger by weight than carbonized iron. Yes, they have used some pretty intense gravity. No. They don't spit acid. Yes, they are highly adaptable. Oh, absolutely, they're all insane. None of that is really what a human is, though. What do I mean by that? Predictable chaos. That's what the damn things are. Like walking, lovable balls of predictable chaos. Look, I'll explain why that matters in a little bit. Could you stop interrupting my damn story? If you have that many questions, you should take a drink and save them for the end of my story. Got it? All right. Now back to James. So James was a special kind of guy, as I've established. Now, like I said, everyone liked him, even me, which is surprising considering how our species fought a war with the humans when we first met them. Couple of hundred years that war lasted, I think. Who knows anymore? It was ages ago. James had a way about him, you know. Anyways, I asked him one night after a shift. I go, hey James. Yeah, buddy. How come you're always smiling? You know, that kind of freaks people out, yeah? James gave a chuckle and looked a bit sheepish. This is gonna sound dumb, dude. Dude, we've given each other IVs after some of the crazy nights. We haven't a ton of dumb crap together. 
Nothing that you and your people do surprise me much anymore. Right, okay. I was a medic in the Terran Defense Force ages ago. That took me a bit aback. James was in the military. James, my friend James. I mean, sure, he was in shape and tough, but he was a soldier. Okay, kind of hard to imagine you as a soldier, but so what? Right, so there was this dude in our squad, Super Anime Nut. Anime? Animated drawings from the past. Anyway, not the point. In one of the shows he watched, there was a dude who always was smiling so everyone would know that everything would be okay, as long as he was around. At this, James's smile slipped for just a second. If I hadn't been watching, I would have never seen it. We all clowned on this dude, but he was one of our favorite guys in the squad. Everyone loved him. He got along with everyone. Now, before I was in the squad, I was a dour dude. Life was grim. Heck, I was pretty nihilist. And truth be told, I was probably borderline depressed. I was genuinely shocked. I could not picture James like that. How did the guy sitting in front of me, sharing drinks and stale pizza, thank you humans, seriously, one of the best things ever, go from a dour to living embodiment of friendship and family? Anyway, he carried on. Anyway, we got hit hard one day on a routine patrol. Other dude got hit hard. It was pretty bad. We backed out of there, and when we were safe, I started treating our boys. I patched him up, cause I was the medic. But it didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. Now us human combat medics have an unspoken rule. Rule 1. Doc must accept good men will die. And rule 2. Doc can't save everyone. But that most important rule is rule 3. Rule 3 is as follows. Frick, rules one and two. Try as hard as I could. I knew I couldn't save him. I think he knew too. He just smiled at me. He started talking then. He told me he appreciated me staying calm, but told me that I should smile more. Life is about making people happy, he said. You see, he was also sad and depressed in the past, but he told me this. His life turned around when he could make one person a day smile. Maybe at his expense. Maybe it's something funny, he said. It didn't matter. He told me that he knew I was down. That he said something I'll never forget. Happiness and joy are not a finite resource. It's infinite if you let it spread and refuse to be brought down. There is something good and everything, and it only grows when it is shared. James's smile became a rueful as he took a long swig of beer. He went under and died not long after that. We mourned him each in our own way. I thought long and hard about what he had said, about spreading joy and making people smile. I decided to try it. Funny thing, for me at least, he was right. I might not work with everyone. Hell, it might not work with anyone else, but it worked for me. So I started living by it. A little while later, we all got letters sent to our accounts. They were from our boy. Kind of creeper, getting letters from beyond the grave and all. But they were long and personal. Turns out that we were the closest thing he had to family. In his letter, to me, he had said the following... Doc, you gotta smile more, dude. You gotta. When you smile, you let everyone around you know that things are gonna be okay. You, more than anyone else, need to project an air of a, I got this crap covered. And what does that more than smiling? So, if you're getting this, I couldn't tell you in person, Doc. And I'm sorry. Could you do me a favor, Doc? Smile more. It's only just for me. 
Thanks for everything, and thanks for trying to save me. Because I know you did. You didn't fail, Doc. You are only human. I was the weirdest thing that I'd ever seen. James smiling with tears in his eyes. We clinked drinks and toasted the fallen. Ha! Huh. Howls, yes, it's touching us, Freck. Tears? Nah, man, just some dust in the fan got in my eyes. Frick off. What? No, that's caused the end of the story. Yes, it does involve James. What? Yes, it is sad. Well, damn it, if you guys would stop interrupting me, I could finish. Anyways, back to the point. James and I worked together for a few years after that. We were a great crew. He had one of the best survival rates. We handled a lot of rough calls in rough areas. I saw that man save lives with cool, calm composure with a smile on his face all the time. We occasionally would run into people we had picked up and treated, and they always said the same thing. They knew that they were going to be okay when they saw the creepy smile and heard James talk, and I basically just ignored it. Until one day. It was a late night working a long shift. We were flying back to the hospital. We were both tired as hell, but James was slamming down those three dice damn human energy drinks that turns them into even more chaotic bundles of energy and high tension. James asked me something. To this day, I cannot remember what he asked, but I remember turning my head to answer him and seeing another vehicle run past a safety stop and sideswipe the hell out of us. The last thing I remember I blacked out was the spiraling down to the ground level and the roaring rushing up to meet us. I came to in the wreckage with James leaning over me with a big smile on his face. I never understood what people meant about the smile giving them hope. However, at that moment, looking up at the human I knew and respected, and I saw him smiling at me, that stupid damn grin on his face, I suddenly knew what everyone else had been talking about. That feeling, that stupid grin, it was the most amazing and beautiful thing that I had ever seen in my life. It was hope, it was security, it was the knowledge that we would be fine. Viney joined us again, huh, bro? Took you long enough, I've been calling your name for five minutes. James, I would, what happened? Where are we? Look, bro, I would love to answer, but I need you to crawl through the wreckage to your left and get the hell out of here. Can you do that for me, bro? I nodded and started to move. That's it, bro. I'll be right behind you. I was still out of my head in shock, and I dumbly followed what he said. I got twenty meters away from the wreckage, had to crawl the whole way. My legs were broken. Looking back with clarity and not in the shock, I can ask the questions I feel I should have asked at that time. Why didn't James drag me out of the wreckage and just wait for me? Why didn't I hear him following? Why was the trail of blood coming down the corner of his mouth? Why didn't I notice his shirt was wet with red and smelt of copper? You always ask this crap. Survivor's guilt, they call it. James didn't make it. When I turned around to the wreckage collapsed down, medical and forensics reconstructed what happened. Coroner report says that James's legs were shattered in the crash and that the amount of adrenaline in his system would have been lethal to most other species. He and I were crushed in the cave of debris. If I had maintained consciousness and had the ability to notice, I would have seen James literally lifting almost half of a ton of destroyed transport off of our bodies to create the space between us. We all wear these little bioscanners on us while we're working. What kills me is at the time of the crash, 
James is gonna show that he sustained lethal damage. He should have literally died and been unable to help. There should have been two bodies in that wreckage. The docs tell me that he was dead man and that he would not have made it, and that he was just trying to make sure that I would live. What they can't tell me is how he physically lifted that much wreck for so long for me to get out of there. They never saw James bring someone clinically dead back from the brink and get them into the hospital in time. I am pretty sure that if he hadn't tried to save me, he would have lived. James just wouldn't do that though. He never gave up if he could try and save someone. He always said the same thing. When things were tough, Frick rules one and two. When I was leaving the hospital after being treated, they gave me my stuff back. They gave me my phone back and I turned it on. I had a message. I'm about to play it for you. The phone on the bar counter projected an image on the form of a three-foot cubed square above the bar. In that hologram was attractive human face. Short brown hair slicked back with blood, red stained pale blue shirt ripped in places, wreckage all around him, eyes looking frantic and panic visible on the face. There was no smile on his face. Bro, you good? Look man, I need you to wake up. I need you to move. Come on man. The human reaches one arm back to brace the wreckage above him, and the strain of him holding the mass up is showing in his every movement. His other hand darts down, and rustles are heard. Come on, man, I can feel you got a pulse. You're alive, now just wake up. I can't hold this crap up forever. I can only screw over rule one and two for so long, man. A slight slapping sound as her tears start to form on the human's face. The strain is growing more apparent. A faint rustling is heard originating from beneath the hologram, and the human's face lights up immediately. And his free arm comes up and wipes the tears away, and his face loosens the strain that it showed no more than a few seconds before. A giant grin appears on his face. Barney joined us again, huh, bro? Took you long enough. Been calling your name for five minutes. James, what happened? Where are we? Look, bro, I would love to answer, but I need you to crawl through the wreckage to your left and get the hell out of here. Can you do that for me, bro? There was a barely noticed motion at the bottom of the hologram, and the human moved around a bit, and his eyes followed something off screen. But judging from his eyes, the object seems to be moving farther away. That's it, bro. I'll be right behind you. The human puts down his head, smile still on his face. He begins whispering to himself, barely audible. He seems to be singing to himself. With a smile upon my face, you'll know you'll be okay. I will save you from this place. No harm will come to you today. Frick rules one and two. There is a sound of wreckage shifting and a loud crash and the hologram goes dark. The recording ends. As near as I can figure, James had said some crap while he was trying to wake me up, which triggered the phone's voice command program. Somehow it interpreted what he had said and sent a message. As you ask me why I smile, yeah? I smile because for a few moments James stopped smiling for me. So, I must smile for him. Now, if you'll excuse me, after that memory, I need a few more drinks. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below. 
for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.